0: All right, so we're going to be learning for a few minutes now, till we're going to continue what we started last week. And this is a, a really, it's, it's, been a, it's a very powerful concept, this whole business of Bizionot, of humiliation, and of taking the opportunity to look inside, to go inside instead of looking outside, it's just the beginning of how we deal with this whole parsha. Remember what we were learning last week? When the brothers are found, when the goblets found by Binyamin, And that Yehuda's initial response, the brother's initial response is instead of saying, how could this be? They said, we got to do some inner, inner cleansing work. And instead of like at the moment of being humiliated, at that moment to ask that question of what's going on inside, as opposed to how did this happen to me? You begin to enter this beautiful world of really deep tikkunim going on inside. Mamash, praiseworthy, is the person that at, that at that second, you know, that Mamash, at that split second, they go inside instead of outside. That's the beginning of all the game-changing that's here. Now, we began learning last week that what we have in this Sefer is a collection of all the different examples that we can give of how a bizayon, of going through humiliation and suffering like this, at that moment, it's really, an, an, generally speaking, there's a midah kineged midah going on. There's a message being sent to you. And if you have enough guts to do the what's called bedek abayit, the checking in inside, if you have enough guts to do that at that moment, we could, you could find some amazing things about where things need to be fixed, what things need to be touched upon. And what Rav Brody taught us last time is that there are basically 20 midot keneged midah, midah keneged midah, things that are going on, at, that you could start to like you know, check and see where you're at. 14, I think he said, 14 of them had to do with beda, ben adam lamakom, and six have to do ben And we, that's where we got into We didn't start listing the things. But what I want to just offer here is that it doesn't necessarily mean that whatever we're going to be saying right now is specifically why you went through what you went through. But it's definitely these things that when we learn them and we keep them in the front of our heart and in our mind that when things happen to us that embarrass us and that humiliate us based on the Chazals we're going to be seeing I could recall one of them and be like, you know what? it could be, it's because in this area, I blemished. It's because of this thing that I did, that I did that I took lightly, this came back to whack me. And again, it's not necessarily so, but we learn the whole Torah, because every word of the Torah is us on a certain level. Like the Balatanya says, even if there's a Chazal, there's a Machloket between Reuben and Shimon, you have to learn the Sugi of what happens between Reuben and Shimon, even if it never happens to you in your life, or it never even happened in reality, but because Chazal said that this is a mitzvah that could be, it has shaycha to your life. It has some kind of relevance to your life. So let's start going through the list of the things that are Ben Adam la Makom, where we have to do some checking in and see perhaps this is maybe the Mida Keneged Mida, and how it may, things that I get, not that bad things happen to me, but specifically the concept of Bizaion, of being humiliated, of being embarrassed could happen to you. I'll share with you on a personal note. This tire saved my life last week. Why? It was a, wasn't a full-on bizayon in front of a whole crowd, but it happened one-on-one. I was doing a chuppah somewhere, and you could tell it was a little bit different than the way that norm, most of the guests were used to, accustomed to the chuppah, both at the length of the chuppah and the style of the chuppah. It's okay, it's what the Chassan and Kala wanted. They wanted, to, you know, they wanted just a quick chick-chock they probably wouldn't have me to come to, to do the like, you know, honestly, right, obviously, I don't try to stretch it too much, but it is what it is, it's got to, it's got to be flavor, so I, I felt it was going pretty chazak, and I felt like it was definitely going kiretzon ha-chatam and then there was a the chasidu shirebbe that got a, 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 a bracha, he got one of the kibbutzim to do one of the brachas, <laughs> and, he know, and, and, and he knows me, and I know him, and right before he said the broch into the microphone, he looked at me and he said, We, we, this is not the way we do weddings. And oh, my wife was not asked to be there. So, so my—that's what Bina said. That's what my wife said. You should have said. And that's why I'm here, and <laughs> you're getting. I know, but I—I I know. I, 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 no, nor should I feel that based on what we're going to say. <laughs> you could feel that for me, <laughs> and I love you. But the voda at that moment, it was just coming from here, learning about you know being humiliated. Now, if we would have said that into the microphone, that would have been a different situation, right? You know, <laughs> that, at least that you know what. But the level of bizonos, that could be right. That would also be a level. But because of the tayos we were learning, I stopped for a second. I'm like, even though even though I don't agree with what he's saying, wow, this is, it's such, it's such a humiliating thing, this is a chasilish rebe that I really, I hold in, in high regard, but wow, this is like, so what what am I feeling right now, you know? Just stick with it. It was like the first moment that I was like taking these teachings, like, wow, where does this, where does this reach me? And where could I find in my life, like, what, what kind of, what kind of, what kind of, where should I start looking? Where should I start looking? So, we're going to learn a bunch of things now that it's like, where do I start looking? We're going to learn a list of things that could be that these they are there to wake us up and say, hey, have you been in this department? So it's 14 departments right now between us and Hashem, different midot that was like, well, where are we with it, for real? The first one is one that, it's a very general one, and it's very hard to say what it exactly means, but each person can give its own perish. The first one, that humiliation may come your way and really tug at you, where do you start with that one? That you blemish the covet of Hashem. So that gets, that, that's a very broad one. We can give many different examples of what that can mean. Um, one of the examples he gives is a very interesting thing. He says, the Gemara says, that when someone's pogim in the covet of Hashem, there's even a batko that would come out and scream it. In, uh, uh, over here, in the Beis HaMikdash, there's a batko that would come and would scream Oy, to a person that would blemish the honor of God. Blemishing the honor of God, yeah. That's not Chiru Hashem. this is something else. This is something else, yeah. Again, it could fall into that category. Here it's specifically speaking about a certain blemish. It could be. But here the, the Indian is, how does that fall into my life? And it, Maybe you'll come to the same maskanah at the end of what I'm going to say right now. Could be. The Gemara in Avada Zara says, like, in says like this, but there was a, a, a scream in the base of English. The word machri is the following thing. yisachar ish kfar barkai, shamayim. Yisachar, the, the person from the village of barkai who honors himself and desecrates koche shamayim, get out of here. What is that referring to? So this yisachar ish Kfar, barkai was a coin Gadol in the time of Yana Yamelech. And he, didn't wanna, he wanted to do the avoda, but he didn't want to get his hands dirty. He didn't feel it was kovodic for him. That, you know, obviously if you're a kind working in the base of the Middash, you may get a little bloody. It's, you know, rumor has it these things don't exactly stay clean. And now there's a problem when you're holding the, um, the karban, there can't be any chatzitsa. There can't be anything that are between your fingers, your hands. You can't put on gloves. You can't put on uh, uh, put bags over your hands while you're doing the avodah. Huh? But he didn't feel it was out of his honor for a coin like that he maybe would get some shmutz on his, uh, some red dots on his clothes. chule. And that's how he would do the avodah. What was the midah? Can get midah? This person then lost both of his hands. Just saying. That's, that's, the, that's the example that the Gemara is saying that this voice came out and said, You're so worried about your own kavod, when right now you should be worried about kavod shemaim. These things come back to you. Now, what else falls under the inyan of blemishing kavod Hashem? That's your, that's your shureh bite. That's not, it's not my shureh bite. I have no idea. I can give a million different examples right now. Next, you blemish the honor of the Torah, like it says in Mishneh Avot. Anyone that honors the Torah, he himself is honored by other creations. Which would mean, what's the opposite of being honored by other creations? Being humiliated by other creations. Nahon. Right? And the third one that I'm just running through it right now, the third, the third answer, the third Siba, the third reason he gives here, which could possibly be why a Bizayon came to you, hit mitzvot. how negligent were you when it was a moment to keep a mitzvah, and you said, it's not, someone else can do it. Someone else can take care of it. Negligence when it comes to keeping mitzvahs. fourth thing Being negligent when it comes time to learn. And I say, it's for other people, maybe it's not for me. That's the fourth thing. Again, I'm running through this. It would take a long time to go into uh, detail of each of them, but you'll figure it out. This is what I want to talk about for a second. What does it mean, Okay. What does it mean when a person has a veil is in his hand? It means we work, we work on ourselves quite often in different stages and areas in life. But sometimes we have past business that we never really took care of. We have stuff creeping up upon us that we, what's called chataot ne'urim, hamivin yavin. Each person can go into this into great detail. That means stuff that I was naughty when I was younger and I never really took care of. I never really fixed it. So the, what he's saying over here is that sometimes when I have these things that I've been carrying with me for years and they've never had a tikkun, I don't understand why things, bad things, are, why I'm suffering such humiliation. He says, check in with yourself. Remember some naughty things you did when you were younger? Was there ever any kind of like deep dealing with that, that you ever dealt with it afterwards? It can come back. It's, some, some of these things stay with us. And it's not a matter of doing, that you became a Ba'at Shuvah or not, it's about specific things. That each person can understand and know what we're talking about. The next Sibah, he says, is that. Le-orer et li-tpalel this is a beautiful one. He says, Sometimes a Bizaion can come to you just to shake you up because you look at your life and things are going really good. Hashem, everything's fine. And you wonder, like, why in the world would this Bizaion come to me? And he says, he quotes the Dagel Machne Ephraim, the Baal grandson. He says something amazing. Kola Yisurin Habaim Yesh Hisaron Sheena Bishlemut, Yisurin lihit palel al Hisaron Everything's going good in your life. Bor Hashem, Parasa, Rafua, Children, Khinuh, Shalombait, everything's working. But then what happens to you is that you're in that state of everything seems to be good, I'm going to play it chill and not you know, shake, up the, shake, up, shake things up. <laughs> he says, but when was the last time you cried over the fact that the Shekhinah is still in Galos? Does, does that even bother you? Is that even something that you think about? That's something you ever pay attention to. Does that have any role in your life that the Shekhinah is still in Galos? So he quotes from his grandfather, the Baal Shem Tov, the Degel Ephraim, and he says, sometimes we get a little zets Just to be woken up and be like, wait a second, everything seems to be going good, but have I paid attention to this at all? Is this part of my life at all? Noticing that the G'shina is still in Galos. Number seven, he says, quotes here just very much straightly, because of Atzvut. Biglal Atzvut, and he quotes Rabbi Nachman in Sefer Amidas, where he says, Rabbi Nachman says this in Sefer Amidas, these words, Al yidei atzvus ba b'zayon. When a person is stuck in their own thing of sadness, Zion, humiliation, can reach a person like this. And he says like this, You're stuck in your sadness. We're not saying there's no, no reason to be sad, but do you put all the good things that Hashem puts has done for you in your life, all the beautiful people that Hashem has blessed you with, Put them in front of you for a second. You would be starting to dance, but because you find every reason to stay in your place of sadness and not want to think about the good things Hashem did with you, Rabbi Nachman says, "Here, take this one. This could also be a reason for receiving a b'zayon." Eighth reason, biglal kas kas can bring this as well. Ninth reason, biglal choser bitachon b'kadosh baruch Sometimes you get shaken up by someone that comes and gives you a zetz of humiliation. And it's because your level of bitachon and Hashem is lacking. I know we're running through this. This is just the 14 reasons I wanted to get through today. Tenth, biglaut taivas achila. Rabbi Nachman says in the Kutay Moharan, Mishuhum Meshuka bitavat achila, Min HaEmet, minaimet. Ubayaduash Shorim alav. Gam yavol Rabbi Nachman says, anyone who is sunken into the lust of eating, it's known that that person is far from the truth, and it's known that on people like that, judgments surround a person like that, and they'll end up coming to feel humiliated at a certain point in your life, when this inyan is not taken care of. The eleventh reason that a person may suffer from a bizayon, if they're willing to check in, is biglal nedarim, a vow. Someone that took upon themselves a vow and didn't follow through, says in Sefer Amidos, "Like Hashem Baruch Hu alav yisurin." Twelfth reason, biglal chanufa, and this is a very scary thing when we speak about this as an am. Chanufa means in Hebrew. It's a, in Hebrew slang. It's li'tchanef. Li'tchanef. You know what li'tchanef means? It means uh huh. Yeah, but it means like, I don't want to say it, it's a a, a phrase in Yiddish. When you do that to someone else, right, because you want to be on their good side. Huh? I don't know how, I don't know the Yiddish terminology. So, basically, when you lead chanef, when you're trying to make someone think that they're so holy, because you want them to think good about you. When Am Yisrael does this as a nation, we're in a very, very bad place. Rabbi Eli Mishal was speaking about this a little bit on. Uh, on Wednesday night. When you have Chanef, when you try to basically get people to like you, and it's the bad person that you want to like you, then this comes back to you in a very, very bad way, and you have to check in and say, who do I talk like? How do I sound like when I talk like in front of certain people? Because I want them to think I'm cool or I'm in. It comes back the other way. Sibayut Gimel, we're almost done. Big Laud Gaiva. Gaiva comes, mashpil geim aretz. we say every morning, God humbles those that hold themselves to be so ayayay. mashpil geim Aret. and the flip side of that is I love those words. Mashpil geim you're full of gaiva, God's going to knock you down. And then when you're down, if you're a person that holds himself to be low, shvalim. he elevates and takes the one that's shuffle, Ade to the highest of heights. That's the 13th one. And the 14th one is one that Kayaduah would be found in any Sefer Musa, especially anyone that's related to Rabbi Nachman, is the Indian of Began Habris. That when a person's verse is not fixed, it's not corrected, not blemishes, will come in all different shapes or forms. Rabbi Nachman speaks about this when it comes to money. Rabbi Nachman speaks about this when it comes to any Tafkid in public. That when that area of the Brit is not corrected and not taken care of, and not k'moshe a bizayin will come your way. All the things we mentioned right now, these 14 things are things that a person on the outside will never know. You could never know. These are ben adam lamakom. These are things that are ki'ilu secrets by Hashem. And Hashem wakes us up in many different ways. The only question is, when you get shaken up from the outside, are you willing to go inside or do you want to stay outside? These are the 14 ways that he collected from Chazal of wake-up pause of saying, again, am I bold enough to uh, do the inner work? The next thing we're going to see are six different reasons that are ben adam makom, ben adam, sorry, mida keneged mida, ben adam chavero. that if we haven't been holding in the right way, a Zion can come your way and hit you where it hurts. I give us all the bracha that none of us should ever, ever be embarrassed. None of us should ever be ashamed. But if it does happen to be, do we have enough guts to do a little bit of a repetition and remembering some of the stuff that we said over here and see perhaps in one of these areas, this is my opportunity to end, to end this trail of Bizyonot in life. To end it now and hopefully go weiter from here, clean.